We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show. On 1250 AM, The Fan. That seriously, like, melts my heart. I love it. I said I had a surprise for you. I'm utterly shocked. Looking at your age, you would even, like... Hey, no, I told you I'm from Fond du Lac, and my mom grew up in Sheboygan, so they saw the promos back in the this day. This is the greatest local television song ever. Where I go, you're the best hometown I know. Hello, Milwaukee. Okay, so do you know the story behind that song? I actually do, but you can tell it if you want. Well... I don't know who actually was the original singer, but that song, yes, Milwaukee was the first TV station to do that type of promo Mm -hmm. on television and radio, what have you, back in what, the late 70s? 74, or no, 78, because they were doing the rebrand at the station at the time. Okay, and then I heard that other stations, like in maybe Cincinnati or other parts of the country, you know, instead of Hello Milwaukee, be like, you know, Hello Branson, Missouri, or wherever it was. It just, you know, Milwaukee had the best ring to that. But I'm, I'm like you. So you grew up in Fond du Lac, right? Correct. I grew up in Brookfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm born and raised here. And obviously, I'm excited to be back here for the last, I've been at Channel 12, uh, 19 and a half years. Wow. Yeah, long time. Well, um, I was on the cross for 10 before I came here. Okay. And you look at, guess how old I am? Uh, 10. <laughs> Okay, my guess would be okay. 26. Higher. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, 30. Lower. Okay, 27. Higher. 28. There you go, okay. 28. Wow, 28. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm impressed a 28-year-old knew that song. That's such, I think we need to bring that back to Channel 12, quite honestly, and play it, especially during the summers. Like, it's such a summer feel. Maybe but, a little mod, maybe a little updated, maybe a touch <laughs> updated. But how would you, I mean, other than the video... I guess how would you update it really? Because you still need that same catchy type of tune. I don't know. I really enjoyed that song, and I love. You know, I grew up watching Channel Twelve, so it's kind of crazy. I've been there for for so long. Uh, I even remember when I first got there, Jerry Taft. Do you recognize that name? He was the main anchor I there. Think so yeah, no, he was there, and obviously Kathy Michael B. And then of course Dan Needles, and then a lot of people think um, I'm Tom Sutton's daughter. Tom Sutton was the sports director anchor there for. 20 some plus years uh we are not related i just uh, happen to marry a guy by the name of brian sutton who has no relation maybe down the line you know back but my husband's a military brat born and raised in san diego dc milwaukee and then we met in mississippi and it literally sounds like a country music song we met in mississippi he is not from mississippi but that's where we met in television very nice yeah so that's where that sutton name comes from and then we eventually made it back here to Milwaukee. All right, let me tell you my history. Okay, so born and raised in Wisconsin, went to Brookfield Central High School. I, my claim to fame sports-wise is my sister and I were state doubles champions. So back in the day, I was actually pretty good. That's um tennis, right? Tennis. But again, like a lot of tennis players, I peaked at 16. You know, it's been really, really downhill. The lone sports trophy my mom owns is from Marion College. This oh. must have been 19... 19- 77 or something like that and it's a tennis trophy really mm-hmm. she mom... was more of a cello player but she played at marion college i believe so okay she was really good then decent enough 
I didn't, back in my day, if you didn't win state in singles, Madison didn't even look at you. In fact, Madison really rarely looks well, at you. I did say Marion College. I know, but still. Shout out to the Sabres. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to Brookfield Central High School, went to UW-Madison, um, lived in New York City right out of school because I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I liked television and I liked sports. I didn't want to go to the scene of the crime, though. People are like, why did you not? I don't want to go knocking on doors. And quite frankly, in this day and age, it's super dangerous. I'd rather go in, you know, the clubhouse after the game, after maybe a Brewer's loss, as opposed to something, you know, horrific or tragic news-wise. So I like to stick with sports. Um, and then uh, I was in New York City for a little bit, and then I worked for the lighting board company that did the right uh, lights for Regis and um, Kathy Lee at the time, and for David Letterman. And they also did the lights for ABC. So I worked behind the scenes at ABC Sports. I covered, like, U.S. figure skating championships, I went to, oh, the Packer-Lions playoff game. So back in the day, even though I grew up in Wisconsin, we, you know, it was rare. It was tough to get tickets to Packers games. I didn't go. So I went to a Packer-Bears or Packers-Lions playoff game. That led to my boss at the time liking me, saying, hey, do you want to come to the Super Bowl? So in 95, I got to go to the Super Bowl down in Miami at Joe Robbie Stadium when the 49ers won. That was pretty cool. And then I just like, I, I saw Leslie Visser. I saw Lynn Swan. I'm like, Oh, they got the job. I mean, they're sideline reporting. They're covering, you know, I was kind of, again, behind the scenes for ABC Sports. So I came back to Milwaukee and I got um, sort of a post-grad internship with WTMJ. No big deal. Yeah. So uh, who's now our competitor, but I worked under Dennis Krause, Kevin Hunt, Jesse Garcia, who's now the news director at CBS 58 where Kevin Holden works, which is pretty awesome because she's part of the reason I really wanted to do sports. I was just blown away. By the way, she covered sports, just her likability. And um, and she grew up in Wisconsin, too. She grew up in Madison. So I, I like that, that homegrown talent. And then um, there led to my first on-air job. You're going to die. You probably won't even know where this is. Monroe, Louisiana. You know where that is? Well, uh, Louisiana, Monroe, those are the Raging Cajuns. Or that's Lafayette. That's Lafayette. That's, That's Lafayette. a little further south yep. in the state. Um, mm-hmm. North Northeast Louisiana is where I was. Okay. Grambling. Do you remember Eddie uh, Robinson? Sure. The legendary Eddie Robinson. Then we covered Louisiana Tech. So that was my first on-air job. I was there for a year. And then I went over to Jackson, Mississippi, which again is where I met my husband. And that's where you covered Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, Jackson State, teams like that. Um, we didn't get to go down. I mean, New Orleans and the Saints. It's about a three and a half hour drive. So we didn't really go to the Saints games. We covered them. Same thing with the LSU when I was in Louisiana. We covered them, but that was still kind of a hike because we had our own little college teams to cover. But then I got an agent and the agent got me a job at um, the NBC affiliate in San Francisco. So that was a huge jump. Personally, uh, my husband eventually came out. We weren't married at the time, but he came out and it was awesome. I got to cover the Giants uh, Barry Bonds home run chase. I got to cover the A's um, the, in the playoffs. I was there when Derek Jeter made that incredible throw to home plate. And that was 2001. In fact, right after 9-11, I remember having to fly to New York City. And I was kind of freaked out a little bit because even when we were flying over New York City after a month after 9-11, kind of still saw the smoke a little bit. Like it was a little strange. Um, you may recall uh, the A's did not win that series. The Yankees went on to win that series that year. I think, wasn't that the, was that the council year eventually? Correct, 2001. Yep. So they lose to the Diamondbacks in the World Series. Uh, but so A's, Giants, and of course Raiders. Rich Gannon was the quarterback. Uh, 49ers, Jeff Garcia was the quarterback when I was there. More approachable, way more approachable than Aaron Rodgers. I remember my husband and I having Doesn't dinner. did take much. Yeah, we were having dinner like in San Jose and Jeff Garcia actually stopped and said, oh, hey, Stephanie. <laughs> like, I just don't know if Aaron would do that today. I've got a funny story for you. If we because we've got to hit on a couple of things here at the start of the fan afternoon show. But I've got a funny story for you about my mom and Mike Ditka, oh. which I have never told on this station before. And she she does listen to this uh, to me do my job here, either on the big show or whenever I'm doing stuff from time to time. So she maybe doesn't want me to tell this, but it's a funny story. And I will tell it to you at some point. I do want to let all of you know that the top of the Fan Afternoon Show here on 1250 AM, The Fan is brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Okay, now what happens? Do I uh, toss a to break? Uh, yeah, we can go to a break. Uh, I should let you know also, though, that we do have Twitter. 
because this is the oh, modern yes, world. Yes, yes. So what is our Twitter handle? Okay, Stephanie? so well, if you want to call in, right? That too, or do we want mm-hmm. to do Twitter? Yeah, you first? can do both of them. Okay, so if you do want to call in and give your opinion about whether it is Brewers, Bucks, you know, the whole crazy free agency that's going on. We're going to hit on a lot of stuff on, today. Yeah. Uh, it's 414-799-1250. Again, Bingo. 414-799-1250. Or on Twitter, at 1250AMTheFan. Again, at 1250AMTheFan. If you want to communicate with your AR, like your Aaron Rod- are you the Aaron Rodgers so, of 1250AM? So when I first started working here back in late November, early December, we, uh, I got put right away. So I was a fill-in guy for maybe a couple of weeks. That did not last very long because the producer who did the big show went off to pursue another opportunity. So I got shunted right into that okay. immediately. And I think it was my first day I was on the show. Leroy was like, Adam Roberts sounds too formal. We got to come up with something quick. And he just thought for five seconds and he said, AR's your initials, right? Yes, Mr. Butler. All right, we're going to do AR. I like that. And now I play ding. I like that every time he says that. <laughs> and yeah, AR kind of stuck. It's easy, easy to remember. Right. And now Sparky says it. Everyone around, well, I'm trying to get everyone around here to say it. I even, at my other job, because there are three Adams that all work at my other job. Okay. And I told my boss when I started, just call me AR. It is. My it's other simple. boss does it. So it'll be easy for me to remember. And then it's not, hey, Adam. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Hey, right. AR. What you need? I like AR. That's good. That's good. Do your friends like that? Uh, no, the only people I work with call me that. I okay. have my own nicknames in my friend group, but AR is my work nickname. What are some of your other nicknames? Can you share those or no? It's the Fan Afternoon Show. We're going to get to a break. We'll be back. back. Uh, we got lots to talk about today, Stephanie, including not only the walk-off win for the Brewers yesterday with Victor and all of the insanity of the last two innings, but we also are going to hit on some Bucks free agency and you specifically wanted to talk Joey Chestnut, and we have not talked Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest news and notes on this station yet, and I'm very eager to do so. We'll be right back here on 1250 AM, The Fan. It's the Fan Afternoon Show, live from the Lakeland University Studios, and now offering co-op credit for experience. Learn your way to lakeland.edu. I'm Stephanie Sutton from WISN 12 here in Milwaukee, and that's Adam Roberts across from me, AR. I, I kind of like Adam Roberts. I know Leroy says it's too formal, but, you know, then the ladies know your name, right? Yeah, my fiance, uh, she doesn't call me AR. No? No. (laughs) Hey, AR. (laughs) Didn't happen. Honey, please don't. (laughs) So let me ask you, were you working yesterday when the excitement happened uh, for the Brewers-Cubs game Well, yesterday at American Family Field? So I was actually, so I uh, guest hosted the big show yesterday, and that was done at 2. Then I went home and... uh, my fiance actually does work in Winona. She does a lot of um, like lighting tech stuff for theatrical productions, musical oh, cool. events. So she's doing the Beethoven Fest Whoa. these next couple of weeks. All this classical music, people coming from all over the place. So she's doing that in Winona. So I was at home helping her pack the car and get ready and dodging all of the fireworks that were going off in River West. But whatever. <laughs> You and I can have different opinions about fireworks. I you want to see them? I just wanted the fireworks show. I didn't want like off, you know, going off at individual homes. I want so them all gone. I used to be fireworks guy. And now you're, I always, you're done? Because I always have said that there are, we all know fireworks guy who has a thousand dollar plus budget every oh, year for yeah. neighborhood 4th of July. I used to be that guy to a lesser extent because I went into broadcasting. I didn't have a thousand dollars to shell out for fireworks every year, but I always would bring some to the family fourth of july celebration and at some point i was just like man i gotta get up at 4 a.m for my job because i've worked in golf course maintenance and radio my whole life basically enough is enough now you want to do it one day a year fine i'm willing to accept even maybe a day before and a day after the third or the fourth right or even even today today the fifth because of it falling on a monday and we had the rain yesterday right but it's got it's a month and a half of neighborhood fireworks I'm going to stop myself right now because I don't want to go on a rant. This is your show. Okay. We're doing your show. So you're done with the fireworks. Funny. Yeah. And I'm and I want, I'm going to be disappointed tonight when the fireworks in our community are probably going to get canceled again because of the rain. Mm. And let me tell you this. It's because I have a little one. I have, I have three kids. I have, I have two teen. I have a 17, a 14, and then I have a nine-year-old. I don't even know where the other two are going to be tonight. Who knows? They're teenagers. They don't want to hang out with mom and dad. But the little one, like I want her to experience that. It's kind of fun. It's cute to see the fireworks. Um, that's why I like if I miss it personally or my my husband would be napping on the couch all night. He he really would not care it either. But 
I want I want to experience it with her. So you may feel differently, you and your fiance, when you get married. And if you choose to have children, you might feel differently about it. Perhaps. Now, I do wish I had been at American Family Field last night for multiple different reasons. One of which is that inside the park home run, which you almost never see. No, no. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. So I saw that. That's are we going to play that moment right now? We can do that right now. So it's tied one all in the top of the ninth yesterday at American Family Field between the Brewers and Cubs. 2-0 pitch. Suzuki gets a hold of one. Back that goes. Off the wall and left center. And a good ricochet for Seiya. Heading for third. They're going to wave him in. Suzuki heads for home. The throw to the plate. Not in time. Seiya Suzuki touches them all. And the Cubs grab a 2-1 lead off of Josh Hader. Oh, man, was that fun. That audio courtesy of Marquee Sports. At that moment, did you really? I did not think the Brewers were going to be able to come back from that. I'm like, uh-oh. You know, momentum's in the Cubs' favor. Obviously, they're ahead at that point. Um, I kind of wish there were more Brewers fans in the stands. You know, you can... I heard it was like 65-35 from Tim Shea. You can still hear the chanting for the Cubs. You would think for your home field you could... Get a little more. That's the there. one team that always can do I it. I know though. they well, have a premium on parking there for a reason. For they Cubs do, games. and it's an hour drive for them. Really, it's nothing. Maybe hour and fifteen. It really isn't. Okay, so let's erase that moment. Even though it was incredible, if you're a Cubs fan, and then we go to the bottom of the tenth, and Victor Carantini, who's oh for four, oh for four, struck out four times before this moment, does this. Two balls and a strike. Carantini, center field, hit well. Ortega. Excellent call by our guy B.A. on Valley Sports, Pretty Wisconsin. Awesome. I mean, that is, um, it wasn't just like a solo shot, too. That's what kind of made it even cooler, I think. You got a three-run bomb walk-off by Victor Carantini to win the game. So, which begs the question. It was thrilling. It was awesome. The Brewers win um, game one against the Cubbies yesterday in thrilling fashion on a holiday on July 4th. So, is this where we go to our Twitter? Sure. Okay. We want to know your favorite sports moment on a holiday. Now, I could also say it doesn't have to be a Wisconsin sports moment. No. You know, it can be any kind of sports moment. Um, I remember growing up, a lot of times there would be, we'd be watching Wimbledon, you know, on July 4th. I think a lot of times the, the championships were on July 4th. So I can remember a couple of those matches. And Weirdly stuff like enough, that. Wimbledon has been on the producer studio TV pretty much every day I've come in here since the tournament started. We're not actively watching it. It's just nice to have in the background. It's just in the background. I know. It's not the same. It's not the same it was back in the day. It feels like a little bit. But, um, I mean, I can remember watching, you know, Breakfast at Wimbledon and some of those matches on July 4th. But uh, a holiday that stands out to me, again, AR, I know you're younger and I don't even know what you were. God, is it 2004? Bill Hall, Mother's Day. And I think we have that queued up. So Bill Hall with the pink bat. On Mother's Day at American Family Field, and he does this. High fly ball, deep right field. Happy Mother's Day. Guess who wants to use the pink bat again tomorrow? (laughs) And I'm pretty sure... I think his mom was in the stands. I remember she was, you yep. know, talking to him in the clubhouse after that. I mean, just an incredible moment on Mother's Day. I love the fact that Bill Hall used the pink bats. I mean, it was a great actually I loved covering him as a player. He was a cool guy. I did a story with him too, playing pool once. I mean, he was just uh, very approachable. But to to have a holiday, a mother's especially Mother's Day in front of your mom, that's pretty cool to have your son do something like that. Man, I'm trying to think of my favorite holiday sports moment. Oh man. Well, I consider the uh, I consider the All Star Game in baseball a holiday. It's not a federally recognized sure. one by any means, but I remember um, that was one of my first. You talk about things you remember coming up when you're getting into sports. Being born in '93, kind of when I can start to remember things rather than just a bunch of weird shapes and people going, "Ooh, who's the cute kid?" <laughs> was uh, like 2001, 2002. So I remember when Milwaukee hosted the All-Star Game. Oh, yeah. And we obviously know that uh, the end result was not great. Weird. Very weird ending. (laughs) 
But I remember that being a very formidable moment for me growing up on TV, seeing Milwaukee of my place just about an hour south of me hosting the biggest names in baseball. Your Barry Bonds, your Ken Griffey Juniors, your Jeters. There should have you'd like to have had more Brewers, but the O2 Brewers, we don't really talk much about the O2 Brewers. 82 Brewers, just not the <laughs> the O2 Brewers. All right, so where were you? Were you at your living in your home watching that? I was in my grandma's house uh, in her basement. Um, for we didn't have a baseball All Star Game party. I don't even think my grandma knows any baseball teams outside of the Brewers and the Braves because she watched a lot of Milwaukee or listened to a lot of Braves games when they were here right. in Milwaukee. So I was just over there. It was a random evening for my parents and my grandparents, but I knew it was the All Star Game. So I had one of her, she had one of those TVs that was wheeled out on a cart and it had, uh, and I know we're late for Adam McAlvey, but I'll just say uh, it had like one of those crank dials Right. because I used to play a lot of video games on the old NES we had down there and you had to turn it to channel three and do all of the wonking around with stuff in the back. So yeah, I had to find Fox and you know, we're right in that area where it's like, is it the Green Bay Fox or is it the Milwaukee Fox? Because it's Fond du Lac, we're right in the middle. We do get the benefit of having both channels. So you get it from two different angles sometimes. That is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Both sides. All right. So what happens here? We want Adam. He's coming up, right? We do. Adam McAlvey. He's Brewers. AM. If you are AR, he's AM, right? He is. And apparently he is the candy expert. He wanted, I, there was a funny tweet he did. And I want to ask him about that when we have him on. Apparently Bernie Brewer, not a big candy giver in parades. I'm very curious to see oh. what sparked that conversation between McAlvey and the Brewers. We all know they are very active on Twitter. Whoever runs their social media, they are engaging with people who at them all the time. They had some words for McAlvey, too. I'm very curious to hear from him. Sounds good. All right. We'll be back in just a bit with Adam McAlvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com, Brewers Unfiltered Podcast. It's the Fan Afternoon Show with Stephanie Sutton. And AR here on 1250 AM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Stephanie Sutton from WISN 12 AR, producing the executive producer today. And joining us now, literally one of my favorite people, beat writers, Adam McKelvey from MLB.com slash Brewers.com and Brewers Unfiltered Podcast Twitter at Adam McKelvey. Adam, thank you for joining us. Oh, and the podcast literally just dropped like seconds ago with Matt Arnold this week. Ooh, very fun. good. He told us. He told us uh, the list of their trade targets and who they're going to draft in the first round. So everybody should listen. Wow. Very cool. I'm glad that uh, we got that all in for you. That's a total lie. (laughs) That's a total lie. Oh, man. But I I did get to ask him, like, I've always wondered this. Where do they, like, how do they come up with ideas for trade? Like, is there a, um, you know, like a blind email that anyone in the organization can send, like, you know, tradeidea at brewers.com? Um. Because that would seem interesting to me because they've got all these people working on stuff like this. And I never really knew how they 
start. Like so how it comes about. A little bit about that. Well, yeah, like you know, if I if I'm if I'm like in the ticket office and I have a great idea for a trade, can I like email David Stearns and say, I have a really great idea for a trade? So, I don't know. Would I mean, you really do that as a worker? Because who cares where the idea comes from? You should do it, Adam. You like, you know what? I've covered this team long <laughs> enough. This is what I believe you guys need to do. Because you'd like, I want to cover a team no. in the World Series. Let's go. Let's do it. Hey, I would be so bad at that because they always, you know, when I come on this, you know, on this network, they, you know, I always get asked what kind of trades could they make, and it's never the trade that you think they're going to make. Like the Brewers never make the obvious deal. It's always something you didn't see coming. So it's going to be something we didn't see coming, if you ask me. I think, you know, center field, they could make a deal. Third base, maybe, would give you some flexibility with the guys who've been playing there. Bullpen, for sure. But it's never like, you know, the bullpen arm that's obvious. It's always somebody like, well, last year these deals didn't work out, but John Curtis was one and Daniel Norris. Both of those were ended up being terrible trades. But uh, it's it's never the name you think you're gonna hear. Did you see Cece Sabathia coming when that happened? Did you actually think uh, it was gonna one happen? I think there was more like chatter about because of where the Brewers were at in their, you know, they were they were like pretty legit because if you think back in '07, they were pretty good. Right. They kind of ran out of gas in the end. And they had these young hitters that, you know, they had a pretty good offense. They had some good veteran leadership and like Cameron. I mean, they were poised to be very good. I actually was, I talked to Craig Council about those teams. I think maybe when I was working on the 50th anniversary book. And I always thought of 2011 as the best Brewers team. Like when you think about the pitching that they had with Grinky and Markham added to Giovanni mm-hmm. Gallardo and Randy Wolf. But Council thinks that 08 was the year that they could have won, really legitimately won the World Series um, because of CC. But he just, you know, he ran out of steam at the end. But anyway, to answer your question, I do think CC was a little more rumbled about, if my memory serves. I think it was, too. I just didn't think they were going to pull the trigger. I didn't think it was going to happen. I remember my producer telling me back yeah. at the time at Channel 12, I'm like, oh, they're not going to do that. There's no way. And then they did. It was pretty awesome. Well, and remember how much angst there was about the prospects they gave up. Matt Laporta was a great prospect. Yep. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, for half a season, I can't believe you gave up the prospect. It's it's the same. I Like, 08, there was no Twitter. But with the other stuff, like, you can go back and look at the tweets announcing the Yelich trade and go look at all the angst about what they gave up for Christian Yelich. Um, it's kind of funny to, to go back and look at that kind of thing. And now those players haven't panned out the way anybody thought they would. Well, we were talking about, of course, Victor Carantini and the walk-off home run yesterday on July 4th at American Family Field. For you, Adam, is that one of your, I guess, favorite maybe holiday sports moments that you've been there for? Well, it, you know, it was, Stephanie, but but I wasn't there. The thing is because I traveled from Pittsburgh yesterday. Oh. And because travel is an absolute nightmare and basically a coin flip at this point about whether you're going to get where, where you're trying to go, we made arrangements for somebody to cover the game for me yesterday, and then I'm back at it today. Um, so I was at my parents' house in New Berlin, sitting on the back porch, and people were interested in the game. So we had my phone with the MLB TV thing up, and we watched it. And honestly, it reminded me a little bit of like 87 Easter Sunday when I was a kid. I have such a strong memory of being in my grandmother's backyard with the radio on on that like glorious 80-whatever-degree day. I mean, that's like one of my strongest baseball memories. And it was a game I wasn't at. And I just thought it was kind of cool because I think there's going to be a lot of families that were either in the backyard with a game on the radio or maybe a TV out on the patio or inside watching who weren't at the game yesterday but are going to have that strong memory of that incredible game with all those crazy twists and turns and Brad Boxberger, um, you know, getting out of that jam and all, all the things that happened in yesterday's game. So I, it is one of my favorite games, and it's one I wasn't at. I, I kind of like that, too. Well, it's a little more relaxing, too, when you're at your family's house, you know, watching the game, because obviously otherwise you'd be reporting, you know. It, it's, it's so different. It is a different feel having to cover a game as opposed to just sitting back and watching and enjoying the game, you know. Wouldn't you agree? Because, 
you're right because when you're covering it you and i'm sure you feel the same way when you're putting together your packages for the news you you want to do justice to this incredible moment for that 40,000 people experienced together for the people who weren't there and who weren't watching and i always and i feel this way when i'm watching like I mean, I was going to say the Super Bowl, but really when I'm watching even a random week three of the Packers and there's a great game, and that's a sport I don't cover, how if there's a crazy turn of events or just an epic game, how would I put the story together? And I always feel like pressure. I always think about the guys who are like in the press box feeling the pressure to do justice to this incredible event. And it's like when you go back and read something great, um, that's written by somebody. It, I always have such great respect for somebody who captures these phenomenal moments in a way that's like really cool and, and actually does justice to, to the great moments because the best writers are the ones that do that. And I certainly do not claim to be one of those people. Well, now obviously the Brewers got the Cubs again tonight. How do they kind of come off that high and keep up that level of you know intensity after such a high last yesterday on July 4th and now it's July 5th? Oh, because they all walked in here today with, like, almost no memory of yesterday. I am constantly um, amazed by ballplayers' ability, and it's probably true of the, the Bucks, who play a lot of games as well, of forgetting what happened the day before because you've got the next game. And where you find that is when you're talking to a player about something and he'll bring something up and he'll, he'll say, like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on like a good example, but he'll say, you know, that walk off we had the other day uh, against Baltimore, uh, it was this and this and this. And he'll be like, um, that was, that was two months ago. <laughs> and they have like no sense of time at all. I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago with some family and my uncle said, is anybody going to even notice that you're gone? And I said, absolutely not. And it's like, not even because they don't care about anybody or they're bad guys. It's because they have absolutely no sense of time and space because all they do is show up and do the work they need to do to play a game that day. And it's almost like funny how little uh, sense of time and place that baseball players have. So I got to bring up a tweet that you did yesterday on July 4th. I got a little bit of attention. Um, You were at... The parade with Bernie Brewer, correct? Do you want to explain kind of what happened? <laughs> I was, yeah. New, Bernie Brewer was at the New Berlin parade. He didn't throw any Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> well, you were a little far back. You were like four or five rows deep back, I thought, a little bit. Yes? Yeah, no? Well, because in true McAlvey fashion, we were late. Yeah. But was Bernie... So we didn't have the prime spot. <laughs> And apparently there was, Adam, this is AR, the producer, there was apparently uh, some collusion between the Brewers and Bernie via Twitter as well. Well, yeah, they said that they Bernie was just following instructions. So, of course, I had to clap back to that. And I said, well, they're obviously saving money for the next big Matt Garza. <laughs> because there's nothing will shut down a conversation better than to bring up with the social media a bad deal that they made. <laughs> I have some choices there. I could have gone. I thought about. I thought about Jeffrey Hammonds. That maybe is a little too, too far back. And if you go too recent, well, then it's like, you know, the guy can always bounce back, and then you feel bad about it. I thought Matt Garza was a nice, safe space for me to make that clap back. <laughs> so you didn't get candies. But most importantly, though, after all this, because you were too far back, and Bernie Brewer is not the one that threw anything at you. Did he throw candy though? Like in the front rows? Did any of the kids get anything ahead of you? I actually don't think he even had candy. I think he was just driving around. It was others who had candy. And the other thing we saw there yesterday was one of those little, um, the are they Shriners that are in the little cars that, yep. that drive around the parades? One, one of them had a breakdown right in front of us. And uh, we, we saw, we got to see someone get towed during the parade, which was new. That's rough new for me. I actually got to, I got to drive in the New Berlin parade once. When I was in high school, I won a car in a raffle at, at senior graduation. And this local auto body shop donated this car to one lucky winner, and it was me. And and I rode it in the parade as, like, advertising for this auto body shop. But the problem was it kept breaking down. So I'm not sure it was very good advertising for, for um, whatever the auto body shop was. Wow. Because but- I think my friends were, like, got out and were pushing me along the parade route, which is not a great look.
Wow. I So wait, you want a car real quick? Like literally got to keep this car? Literally, I won an 89 Corolla <laughs> at my uh, high school graduation. And it was, yeah, my friend Sarah Darby uh, rode with me to pick it up. We first went to the wrong auto body shop. So I go in there and said, oh, hey, I won the car. And they looked at me blankly like, excuse me? So we had to go to the other auto body shop in town. And there it was. And it was, it, it, it drove. It was it it was capable of driving forward, just not very well. It didn't have any reverse. The trunk didn't open. Um, and I said this because I went on another radio station. It only got. Can I say the name of another radio station on the air, or will that cause the, the whole station to shut down? I don't know. I'm this, filling in today, so I don't. Well, this seems like a question WMYX, for me. So I just, I, I'm just going to say it. It was 99 WMYX. So you know. I listen to a lot of Paula Abdul. Aren't they right across Putin. the hall? Yeah, they're right down the way, yeah, so pretty, that's fine. You mean with Elizabeth, you, you told her the story? I did, yeah, They because I wrote this in a little newsletter. We're doing a newsletter as well this year, and somehow it came, oh, because there's a Met. I forget which Mets player is still driving like his childhood car. He still drives it in the big league because he figures, well, this is like a 15-year-old car. No one's going to mess with it, and I think it's a genius. Um, so I, I think I, in my newsletter, I shared the story and I said, you know, I can relate to having a, you know, an imperfect car because of this. I won this car and it only got W 99 WMYX. So they, in spring training had me on and I got to talk about my, uh, my car and listening to, like I said, a lot of Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish was big in 1997. Yes, it was. It's great. You know, Adam, if you were in Brookfield, I was in the Brookfield Parade. Now, I had my kids. They were like my minions. They were the ones handing out the candy. I would have assured you some candy in the Brookfield Parade. Just want to let oh, you know. Oh, see, so I should have gone one town over. Yep. Oh, well. You know, maybe next summer. Next 4th of July. Hey, that's Adam McKelvey. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say your experience in the parade is probably different than mine. I was just some kid in a broke-down car. You're like this major celebrity. You're oh, waving. No. People, you know, going crazy. <laughs> A little different experience. You know who was a celebrity? It was my nine-year-old yesterday. They're all like, Holly, Holly. Even my older kids are like, God, they felt like losers. They're like, Mom, no one knows us. I'm like, well, none of your friends are at the parade. You know, my little nine-year-old's friends are at the parade. So that was kind of fun. She she loved it. But she loved handing out the candy. We had to get out of the car. Yeah. I wanted to throw it from the car, but you can't do that. That's against rules. Anyway. But Adam, hey, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, especially while I'm filling in here. Yeah. Awesome. I'll do this anytime. It's great to hear your voice. And I can't wait to see you again. And um, we'll see who they do trade for, and then I'll pretend afterwards to have known it all along. That sounds like a fabulous idea. I like that idea. Of course, you know. I, I, I totally believe that you actually do know who they're going to trade for. You just don't. You just can't say anything right now. You know. Well, I will tell you. I, they, I I'm certain they're going to trade for a bullpen arm. They always get a bullpen arm, and I, I think they're going to get an out. I think they're going to add to the outfield mix. Okay. I think that's an area where the Brewers could add, and there's lots of options, and it doesn't have to be like Brian Reynolds is the big name on the market, I would say, probably in center field. But I'm thinking like the Curtis Granderson trade, a trade of that ilk to kind of add to your depth, maybe a veteran guy, defensive guy. Um, I could see an, a, a trade like that happen. So that's my prediction. To be In all seriousness, that's my prediction. All right, he's a wise man. Thank you, Adam McKelvey on MLB.com, Brewers.com, and Brewers Unfiltered Podcasts, Twitter, at Adam McKelvey. Thanks for joining us, Adam. All right, see you, Stephanie. Bye, guys. Have a good game. Do we say that for beat writers? Have a good game? I mean, obviously, he's not playing. I love when people say that to me. I'm like, being a beat writer is kind of like an athlete. You've got, especially with needing to have Twitter open and constantly updating, there's very much a pressure of the moment got to get this right because there's about four or five other people who are on their laptops right getting that and down. if you're not following adam you're crazy i mean if you want updated to the second brewers news you definitely want to do that hey if you want to call in uh, our number here is 414-799-1250 again 414-799-1250 or twitter at 1250 am the fam and adam mccalvey joined us today on the great midwest bank hotline if applying for a home loan has you feeling anxious Breathe and let me great with mid. Oh my goodness. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. I need that right now. Trying to talk. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. More of the Fan Afternoon Show with Stephanie Sutton and AR on 1250 AM The Fan next.
Hey, it's the Fan Afternoon Show, live from the Lakeland University Studios, now offering co-op credit for experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. I'm Stephanie Sutton from WISN 12. AR, Adam Roberts, is our executive producer today. That's right, and it's the bottom of the hour, or it was a while ago, so uh, we have to remind you, of course, that the Fan Afternoon Show is brought to you by Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be a lot like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Hey, also everyone, check out 2400 Sports MLB coverage with Big Time Baseball. Former players Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn Jr., who we had on the uh, Wendy's Big Show not all that long ago, Odyssey MLB Insider. And also John Heyman sit down every week. He, coincidentally, will be on the Big Show tomorrow. 10:35 in the first hour. Those three guys sit down every week and cover all the moving parts of Major League Baseball on the field, in the clubhouse, and in the front office. They've got you covered with complete breakdowns of every team and individual player worth noting on a week-to-week basis. Make sure you keep an eye out for new episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you find your favorite pro- podcasts. And uh, would check this one out because Stephanie, today is Tuesday, July 5th, which means we are two weeks away. From the MLB All-Star Game. So those guys will certainly have a lot to say about that coming up the next couple of weeks. And speaking of that, yesterday the Brewers coming off that exciting win on the 4th of July. Victor Carantini with the walk-off winner in the bottom of the 10th. And which leads us to the question of the day. You know, do you have a favorite sports moment on a holiday? Again, it does not have to be Brewers. It does not have to be just Wisconsin centered. It could be nationally a day that might stand out for you. Um Adam McKelvey brought up uh, the Easter Sunday one with Dale Swaim and the home run back in 1980s. Oh, that's before you were born. So. 1987, I was <laughs> a spry negative six. Scott tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, the same thing. I was at this game and I was a kid, but I will never forget Dale S's walk off on Easter Sunday, 87. More impressive was Rob D's home run before Dale's. He almost hit it out of the park into the wind. Maybe the hardest hit ball I've ever seen. That's pretty That's a great memory. Again, on a holiday. I know you mentioned yours yours was an all-star game holiday, right? Though. Okay, so so I will play into the actual question cuz okay. I don't think mine really counted. Uh I think my favorite sports moment from a holiday Well, obviously yours, the Bill Hall Mother's Day hit with the pink bat. Yep. I think I was 13, so I do remember that one as well. Um I'm trying to remember, man, it's, there's so many, I'm, I want to go baseball because we're in baseball mode right now. And I'm thinking Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. And honestly, nothing's really coming to me now that I think about it. As far as baseball, I will say seeing the Bucks recently play on Christmas Day for the first time right. and having that national Christmas audience, Day. that was really cool to see, knowing that for so long, the idea of the Milwaukee Bucks those Milwaukee Bucks, the Gary Payton era Milwaukee Bucks, the Michael Red Milwaukee Bucks playing a national game on Christmas Day seemed like such a far-fetched idea it would never happen. And seeing how far they have come from then to now and seeing them as one of the headliners on the biggest national day for TV for the NBA was really cool to see. It's They're a staple now. I mean, because of Giannis, they will play every year on Christmas Day. It's, it's going to happen. As long as he's here. Right. Because I, I, I get this sneaking suspicion. The window is now. We've mentioned on 1250 AM the fan a lot. The window to win is now. Yes. It is open. And with small market teams, you never know when that window is going to close. You could very easily be like the Royals, who had their window 2014 and 15, and then it shut real quick. Right. And you never know when that's going to happen. So at least for now, yes, they will be a staple on, and on the uh, ABC Christmas games. But for how long? Who knows? As long as Giannis is here. As long That's as it. the freaks here. Do you know what else happened on Christmas Day this past year? Do you remember? What's that? Remember uh, the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers who, uh, passing Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. Do you remember wow, that? that was Christmas. That was Christmas was. Day. You know why? Because I worked that day. So I had the Bucks. <laughs> they were at home. They won uh, on Christmas Day. I, know, yeah, I can't remember how many points. It was over, a lot of points for Giannis. 50? I, I can't. It was a lot. Uh, I'd have to look it up. But my, the Wi-Fi is not working for me here right here. So I can't look up the number. But that same day so later in the afternoon was um Aaron Rodgers passing Brett Favre correct for touchdown passes I want to say I can't remember I think that was it yeah, I believe you are correct but I can't remember the number I can't see. it was up there 
Hmm. We say, why, why is like 442 in my head? Um, again, I need, uh, I need a working internet in front of me to, 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 but that was the same day. That was Christmas Day. So for a holiday, I know we're 4th of July. Um, hey, Christmas in July. We're talking about a Christmas day between the Bucks having winning their game with Giannis and then obviously the Packers with Aaron Rodgers um, passing Brett Favre um, in franchise history for touchdowns. So that was kind of cool. That's a big moment. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know. Would you have wanted it? I mean, I think it was kind of, again, I was working it. Is that a game you'd want to go to on Christmas Day? I think it's a game you kind of want to watch at home. Yeah, I don't know, because we have a, I have run into so many people, Stephanie, over the years who are very mixed about going out to sports when it's cold. Mm -hmm. And we have the unique ability here in this part of the country to have experience. I think everyone's experienced in some way or another a game where you were sitting in adverse conditions, whereas someone like my fiance has a lot of family in Texas. She's from Houston. So they're basically used to cold weather. Well, recently, Texas has gotten some pretty awful ice storms these last couple of years. But for the most part, they're used to cold weather, in quotes, being 50s, 60s, and 70s a lot of times. Just balmy for us. Yeah. So thinking about like sitting in a game in the snow on Christmas, I've done it. The first Packer game, and to date, the only Packer game I've ever been to was in 2008. It was Rogers' rookie year when they played the Texans and lost, I think, 10 to 3. That's the only one you've ever been to? Only Packers game person? I've ever been to. Oh, you got to go back. Yep. You got to go back. Money, money, money. I know. I'm sure someone's trying to sell last minute tickets. It is. It's it's difficult. Even my own family. Like it's, you know, I don't know. You know, they've gone to a few. Not a lot because it's expensive. To bring your, you know, they read, my husband even says to you, you know, I'd rather be on my couch just watching the game. I don't know how families do it. I'm, I mean, I'm the only person I would probably bring would be my fiance or maybe a friend. I don't know how these families who go with, you know, partner, other partner, five people, five small children, all who were not hungry when you left. But now that you're at the stadium and there's $10 burgers everywhere and there's all these lights saying, eat this food, whatever. Yeah, I'm being very conservative. No, I'm with you on that. It's really, yeah, it's kind of crazy. The price to take your family anywhere. So that's why we always look for the deals. Like, you know, even Summerfest the other day, I think it was $5 from 12 to 6. They did the classic day. That's right. Was that on Thursday? Yep. Okay. Miss that too. Do they, yeah. Do they have anything going on this week? I don't know. I got to forget. Uh, I haven't been yet. They are. They are doing things this week. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then that's it. I'm still trying to figure out if I like the whole weekend, weekend, weekend thing. I don't know. I kind of like it all in a row. It's I'm not of- sure. I mean, granted, now again, I have lived in La Crosse for a decade before I moved to Milwaukee, but I've lived in this state my whole life. I'm no stranger to Summerfest. Right. I've Third Eye Blind, I've seen them at Summerfest more times than I have fingers on my hands because it seems like they're there every year except this year, of course. So I know kind of the rhythm and flow of what it used to be and how, yeah, when you have it just spread out over the course of however many days, it does, there is a different feel and I think it attracts a different crowd when it's just those Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Because in lacrosse, and I know we're late for a break because we've got so much to talk about today, Bucks Free Agency, Hot Dogs. Lawn games. We're going to cover the gamut. Oh, yeah. We haven't even done the lawn game thing. Yep. Nope. That's coming up uh, in Draft Mockery around 445 with our morning show host, Bart Winkler. But I just wanted to say, so in lacrosse, we every year, if you go to lacrosse for one thing and you're from any other part of Wisconsin, it's usually for Oktoberfest. Right. Because lacrosse's Oktoberfest is bar none the biggest one in the state. Milwaukee can't hold a candle to lacrosse's Oktoberfest. We have 100,000 people who come just to watch the Saturday morning parade and then they scatter throughout the city and it's complete pandemonium. I lived through that for a decade. And it used to be they would have Oktoberfest would start on the, I think it was the last Thursday in September and then it ran for nine straight days until the la- uh, the first Sunday in October. So for nine straight days, they had technically festivities, but no one ever went to anything. It seemed like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, at least not in the last 15 years. And then there was all, and this was like 2012, we were getting on national news shows for people flipping cars over because they had too much to drink. And the thing that, it's so stupid to say this, but the thing that set it back was the tossing of the squirrel. So a drunk college student on Vine Street found a squirrel dead and decided it was a good idea to film his buddy hucking it across the street into a crowd of people walking down the street. And that got a lot of attention too. And it was quickly after that, they cut it down to just a four-day event. Which, okay, then maybe that's a good thing. Probably. The the minute that dead squirrels start flying at Summerfest, 
they might start what doing that too. What year was that? I don't remember the dead. Twenty. Th- uh, the, the flying squirrel, I think, was 2011. Okay. <laughs> and my freshman year was 2012. So I had heard all about it when I told my fam- family and friends, I'm going to UWL. They're like, oh, that's the squirrel school, right? Don't fall in the river. Stay away from Third Street. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, definitely don't fall in the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Very true. Yes. Um, wow. But that's, that. I didn't realize ever in lacrosse is very beautiful. And Absolutely. I can't even imagine for, I didn't realize their Oktoberfest was like more exciting than anything that would happen in the Milwaukee area. You know? I would say so. Okay. I'm, a little, I'm biased. I am a little biased because I've lived it. I've been a part of it. I used to bartend at Oktoberfest for um, our fraternity. So I was very much involved in the whole process of the celebration, the the 5 a.m. breakfast downtown, the going to the parade, going to the grounds, listening to music. I mean, I'm sure there are probably just as many people who come to the Oktoberfest here in Milwaukee, but there's just something about it being in a town of 50,000 and having your city double just from a celebration I don't think can be touched. So, like, you're drinking all day then, right? But you're a young college kid, so that was okay. I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Though I did wear a toga one year during the festivities. Oh, so. you were drinking all day. Although I would suggest, like, beer, water, beer, water, kind of pace yourself a little bit. So no you're liquor. passed out by, uh, no liquor. No really. liquor. Mm-mm. You're not a cocktail drinker? Oh, I am now. Oh, But not, okay. not when you're having a whole day-long celebration. You can't. No can't way. Even young, you can't. That's, that's a long day to do that. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so what was our question again? Oh, yeah, your favorite sports moment on a holiday. If you do want to call in, it's 414-799-1250. Again, 414-799-1250 or Twitter at 1250AMTheFan. And coming up later in this hour, Bart Winkler, and I'm told he's actually a lot nicer in the afternoon, kind of grouchy in the morning. See, I don't work with him a lot in the afternoon. I Before I took my job at the course, I would produce occasionally for his morning show. I don't know. See... And I, again, I keep, I'm a broken record. We're late for break. We're late for break, Mr. Producer. But Bart also is a Fond du Lac to lacrosse guy. Oh, really? Because, yeah, he went to, he worked in radio in Fond du Lac when I was growing up. Then he went to lacrosse, worked at the same TV station I did. In fact, the same two TV stations okay. that I did. And now we work at the same radio station here in Milwaukee. I promise you, I am not stalking him. I'm not career stalking this are. man. I am not career stalking this they man. It's just luck. Stalker. It's just luck. It's chance. Wait, wait. Is that luck really to work? It's what? chance. It's chance. <laughs> Completely random. So you're you're a fan. I am a fan at the fan. Oh, there I you do go. like Bart. Wait, is that like how we Bart. throw to break then? Yeah, let's do that. All right, stay tuned. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it all. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.